Welcome to the Australian Hiker Podcast, Australia's longest running hiking podcast, downloaded over three quarters of a million times in 150 countries and providing you with an Australian perspective on all things hiking. We're your hosts, Tim and Jill Savage. In this podcast episode, episode 235, we look at Christmas gift ideas for hikers. We hope you enjoy. Before we get into today's episode, if you'd like to help support Australian Hiker and this podcast, there are a couple of ways that you can help us out. Firstly, by subscribing on your podcast host of choice so that each episode is available as soon as it's published. And if you have the opportunity, leave us a five-star review. Another way to support us is go to the Australian Hiker website at www.australianhiker.com.au and click on the supporters page and buy us a coffee. You can do a one-off donation or become a monthly supporter. All donations are greatly appreciated and help us to continue producing this podcast and blog. Now let's get on to today's episode. Now, if you're listening to this podcast episode, it probably means that it's fast approaching Christmas time and yet you're looking at buying that special hiker in your life a present or two. In this episode, we focused on the best and the brightest, many of which have had ongoing popularity over an extended period of time. Now, this is a podcast episode that we've done on a yearly basis pretty much since we started, and we've gone through and updated this year by year. And one thing I found with this, uh, doing this update was that there has been a bit of a change in the what's been released in the industry. Uh, there hasn't been as many new pieces of gear coming onto the market over the last year or so as there has been previously. And I think this is just playing catch-up post-COVID. As always, we tend to start off with the, the basics and working up from low to high as far as prices are concerned. And we will only touch on a couple in each of these categories. Uh, so if you want to get the best out of this, go through uh, and have a look at the show notes and follow the link to the written version of this podcast for a bit more of an extended range of what's available. Now, the first thing we're going to look at is $0 gift ideas. And again, I, I'm i a self-confessed gear freak. I like buying new toys all the time. Uh, so, no, you like spending money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in, you know, there's nothing that's saying that you do actually have to spend money. And in all honesty, I do appreciate the $0 options. Uh, and the thing, key things we tend to look at here is, uh, you know, if the gift is being going to a set of parents or a parent, uh, offering to take the kids for uh, a couple of days or a weekend or a week uh, to allow parents some adult time is actually not a bad way to go. Yeah, and another good idea is uh, doing a, a drop-off and pick-up at a trailhead so you know hikers can get to and from easily and you don't have to split the hiking or take two vehicles or whatever the logistics might involve. Another option is to offer to go for a hike with someone who doesn't have a hiking partner. Now, if, if you're going to go through and do this, make sure it's not something that uh, is out of your league. Um, <laughs> you, might have, you might have to say, um, I, you know, here's, a gift, here's a gift voucher for a, a five-kilometre hike. Um, uh, <laughs> As opposed to a 30-kilometre uh, yeah. hike. And, and even there, you might have to be a bit more specific. There's some five-kilometre hikes in our area which are horrendously difficult where others are really, really easy. So, yeah, be, be conscious about being a bit more specific there. 
and doing what I do, which is allow your significant other to disappear um, on a hike they've always wanted to do. I mean, you just do that any time. must be cr- Christmas several times a year, Tim. Yeah, it must be. <laughs> From there, the next logical choice or the next logical option is gift vouchers. Now, there's a couple of things with gift vouchers. They can, they're often considered a bit impersonal because you give someone a $50 gift voucher, you know how much, uh, or they know how much you've spent on them. You know, in that instance, you know, it's one of those sort of things that you may not want to spend uh, $1,000 on somebody uh, or, or they, they might have an, an, an idea that they want a brand new tent or some brand new piece of technology that costs $1,000 and you want to help contribute towards that. Uh, and I think we've 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 been um, a bit conditioned to that these days with uh, uh, weddings. That seems to be the standing wedding present these days is is wishing wells and providing cash or or vouchers or something rather than providing presents. So I think you know the gift vouchers, while they can be impersonal, uh, is a very good option to uh, to help people buy what it is they actually want. And I think sometimes a gift voucher is a good thing for the person who's got everything. From there, we move into the category of under $20. Now, again, I suppose if you think about what the kids are going to buy mum and dad for Christmas or dad for Christmas or mum for Christmas, this is often not a bad option. Uh, And there is so much to choose from in this category and there are so many choices that uh, are really quite useful for just about anybody. And again, it could be just a voucher, but it could also be something like uh, a freeze-dried meal uh, option. I do I do like your uh, lush toothy tabs. I'm just wondering what somebody might think on Christmas Day when they open up the present and they've got, uh, you know, to- toothy tabs. As as that that's a bit of a message, don't you reckon? Yeah, yeah. and for those of you who don't know what we're talking about here, these are a a toothpaste tablet, uh, and from a hiking perspective, they really are very effective, particularly on the longer hikes when you you don't want to carry a tube of toothpaste. But you'd have to know the person really well, though, wouldn't you? You would. You would. <laughs> Other alternatives are things things like movies or books, and again, there's um, I know a lot of people have moved into streaming these days and tend not to buy DVDs or or even videos for that matter. Uh, but you know, there are still a number of people that do uh, like the uh, the DVD option, and I must admit that one of the things with a lot of the hiking movies is they tend to be so niche that they're not always available on yeah, streaming right. services. I know there's a couple of older movies that I like in particular. There, you cannot find them on a streaming service, on any streaming service. And so, we've got them all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, so in that instance, there, I've got DVDs, which means I've still got a DVD player, but it means I can play movies that are, are so unique, I suppose, that you know, I, I can I can watch them whenever I want, rather than having to to find something that isn't available on a streaming service. Books are the same. There's plenty of book options here, ranging from kids' book all the way up to adult book, from serious to funny, to guidebooks, to, to anything in between. So there's plenty of options through here. One thing I would identify in this area, and I hadn't really thought about this over the last few years, given that this year in Australia for many of us is the wettest year, if not on record, <laughs> it's the wettest year for many, many years for a lot of us. My rain gear has had a real working out this year. <laughs> Um, I, have, I have worn my rain gear more this year than I think in the last five years combined. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so having something to uh, 
uh, rejuvenate uh, your rain gear. So things like Tech Wash from Nick Wax. Again, I tend to do, I've always tended to do this on an annual basis. So I've re- rejuvenated a lot of my gear with with a Nick Wax product. You have. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, don't I've, I do that? <laughs> but I've to, but I've told you to do that. <laughs> Uh, Merry so, Christmas, Jill. Yeah. <laughs> so again, these sort of um, rejuvenation and repair products are actually quite handy. They're, you know, they're, they're the sort of thing that I think a lot of hikers tend not to think about. And if you're just about to go on a big trip, as I said, what Jill does for me uh, <laughs> is to is to go through and put all my gear through uh, uh, a rejuvenation and treatment process, uh, which just means that if it is pouring with rain on my hike, Um, I'm as protected as I'm potentially going to be. Shifting up into things like the $40 to $100 range, you're starting to get a bit more serious. But still at this stage, it's it's the sort of thing that any hiker receiving a a gift in this sort of category is going to be reasonably happy uh, in relation to receiving some of these things. One of my almost go-to sort of things for a present is, is things like the MSR Groundhog Mini Tent Stakes. I t- love the groundhog tent stakes. They're they're a stake that is known worldwide. Uh, they're reliable. They're durable. They just keep on lasting. They've got a nice little reflective tab on them, so you tend to you reduce the chance of ripping your foot open in the middle of the night when it's pitch black. But the, the minis, as well as the full size ones, I do tend to carry both of them. And I think, from my perspective, they're one of the best, if not the best, tent peg around. There are a number of copy looking pegs but it's the, often the material they're made of and the durability that make quite a big difference. My two favourites in this category are the Great Walks uh, subscription. When it is raining and you can't get out, you can always read a magazine and, and uh, wish your way into onto the trail. And then the other one, which I think is great value in this category, is the Categyne Be Free filter bottle. So, you know, that's a really practical one, lasts forever, keeps you well. By filtering the water. One of the strange things that we've got listed in this category really isn't classed as a hiking product, but it's it's a an adjunct to a hiking product, and that's the the Thermos Stainless King Travel Mug. I do not take this on a hike. Uh, it's a you know, it's not the sort of thing that's going to go in my pack for a hike. But what it does do, we both have one each. We tend to put it in the car as we're leaving in the morning to go for a, a day hike where we're having to travel a bit of distance. And we've found with these things, you know, it means you've got a, a tea or a coffee or a hot drink or a cold drink, depending on what you're feeling like. And I know in relation to the hot drinks, I've it's taken me anything up to eight hours to finish a cup of tea because it's so hot, uh, it, it needs to sort of take a number of hours to cool down. But it means that if you want a cup of tea and you want to keep on sipping all the way through the morning – it's going to keep it warm or it's going to keep it cool depending on what you want. Yeah, and the good thing about that is if you if you think about it and you plan it well, it, it could be a nice warm drink when you finish your hike. Shifting up a, t- a category, we're into the 100 to the $300 category and there's, again, we, we are starting to get into a, a an area where if you're into this sort of category and above, I would suggest you have a conversation with the hiker you're A long buying. conversation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Particularly if you're getting close to 300. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's, I suppose if you think about it from your own perspective, getting a really expensive gift that someone's put a lot of thought into that you don't want. Um, oh, I've got a few of those, I think, from you. <laughs> uh, 
But again, if they're, if they're the sort of things, you know, it, it may be if you want to surprise someone, say, give me a list of five things and I'll buy you one of these things, but you won't know until the day what it is. Yeah, that's a nice um, idea. So that at least works through there. And, and, you know, things in this sort of category, or my couple in this category that I, I like the idea of is the Wakao Nanopresso, which is a, a little uh, coffee on the trail coffee maker. Uh, and from my perspective, this makes the best coffee you'll ever have on trail. It's not light. It's a heavy little unit. Um, it's probably the heaviest thing you're going to do to make coffee on trail. But if quality of coffee is what you're after, this is the way to go. The other one is the Black Diamond Revolt Rechargeable Headlamp. Now, we own many headlamps, some of them just because of age more than anything else. My light of choice in most cases, but not all, is the Black Diamond Revolt. Uh, and I, in fact, I own three of them. Uh, the three, the current model and the two previous models. They, The new one is certainly, oh, as they keep on releasing them, there's new and better features as they go. But even the older ones, they're reliable, they work. Uh, I tend to have them spread around the place. So if I, you know, I've got one in the car that lives in there, I've got one that lives in the kitchen drawer, and one that lives with my hiking gear. So depending on what I – if I'm going for a walk in the neighbourhood, I'll grab one. Uh, I've got one in the car in case I need to use something. What was that, that comment about being a gear freak? Uh, you know, I'm not sure most people would need that many. Uh, you never have too many headlights. Apparently, <laughs> So um, in this category, the Jetboil uh, zip cooking system has got to, got to be it. I mean, it's um, such a easy-to-use, um, reliable, robust system and, uh, yeah, it's, you know, if, if uh, you don't have one, then you definitely would need one. From here, we go through to the $300 to $1,000 category. Now, again, this is getting pretty serious here. And, and again, <laughs> unless you've got too much money to spend, it is a conversation you want to have with somebody. Uh, uh, you should, I'll be honest here, you should never buy somebody a pack because you think it looks good. Um, you buy them a pack because that's what they've asked for. So um, we've listed through here, and again, this is a my now current go-to pack of choice which is the Osprey Exos 48-litre pack. Uh, this has only been released in Australia over the last few months. Um, and again, this is the third one of these packs that I own. I own the two previous models of this. And Osprey have produced the best version of this that, that they've actually put out. It, um, it's not perfect. Uh, okay, there's always room for improvement, but it's pretty close. Yeah, I like this one too. And, um, you know, I did did like the previous version. Um, uh, and it was good that um, it was a little bit squatter. Um, not, I'm not that tall, so it worked well for me. Um, but this one is squatter and also a little bit more uh, streamlined. So not as much uh, stretch in the pack, which means it contains it in a little bit more of an ordered kind of way and, and uh, you know, I don't feel as if I'm growing out sideways. Now, the Exos is classed as a unisex pack, but there's also the one that Jill uses is the Asia, which is the female pack. And basically the difference is not about colour, uh, although the, although the colours <laughs> are the different. The colours are different. Um, it's more about the strapping system and the fact that they, they're designed to work with the female chest a bit more functionally than the, the uh, Exos is. 
But again, there's nothing wrong with using either one. Uh, if you're a male and find the easier a better pack, or the female that finds the Exos a better pack, yeah, that's right. Um, it's it's a you know there's certainly a usable sort of option. Going to the extreme in this sort of category, and we are sort of getting up around the eight hundred dollar mark here, is the Garmin sixty six i handheld hiking GPS and satellite communicator. This is a serious bit of kit. It's not something that every hiker is going to buy. But certainly from my perspective, I've owned for a number of years the Garmin Explorer Plus, which was the earlier version of this this, uh, unit. Uh, And what it is, it's a GPS, it's an emergency beacon, but it's also a two-way communicator. So you can send text messages or emails to people uh, and people can actually follow you on trail. So if you are wandering around the bush by yourself, there is always the option for someone to see where you were. I decided over the last 12 months that this is really wonderful, me having this, but Jill didn't. So, you know, we have had instances where for uh, logistical reasons, we've done a 30-kilometre day hike. Jill's dropped me off. I've started walking. She's driven down to the other end of the trail. We meet somewhere in the middle. We turn around uh, and then head back. Uh, But in that instance, it means that we're by ourselves for roughly 15 kilometres each. And there may or may not be other people on the trail. So it now means that Jill's got a unit, I've got a unit, and when the phone system doesn't work, we can still be in contact with each other. That's a bit of a special opportunity. Not everybody uh, has the kind of circumstances that we have, but you'd be surprised at, uh, you know, the moment that you want to communicate uh, with each other and you've got no phone signal. And and it's not about anything being wrong. It's just about working out where you are and getting that comfort of knowing that you are, you know, on the right trail and uh, you're getting closer uh, to the meet-up point. So, you know, it is a bit of a luxury um, to have two, but absolutely, I think, essential to have one. And one thing to be aware of with this type of unit is there's a subscription service uh, which you need that comes with this. Uh, and that certainly is an as an annual cost or a monthly cost. You can, and again, there are some cheaper options and more expensive options in the subscription. And you can uh, turn it on and off, though, can't you? You, you, you can you turn can. the subscription on and off. Yeah, you've got the option to actually turn it off. So if you know you're not going to be using it for six months, you can just turn that subscription off. Um, in my case, or in our case, we pretty much are using these units almost on a monthly basis or every six weeks. So it's not worth fiddling around on the off chance that, oh, I've forgotten to turn this back on again and I'm now out on trail. But yeah, for a lot of people, if you're going to have one, possibly two of these, yeah, go for the subscription that you can turn them off. Just remember, you've got to turn them on at some point. Okay, so I suppose this is just a quick overview of some of the things that are available and some of the, th- the thought processes which go into Christmas presents for a hiker. And there really is no end to what you can buy the ha- avid hiker in your life. If you happen to be the avid hiker, I'd suggest leaving strategically placed gear reviews around the house or just be blunt and say, <laughs> this, is, this is what I want for Christmas. Write, um, write them on the fridge. 
and, I, and I've worked out what I want for birthday and Christmas this year. Uh, I haven't told you what that is yet. I was going to say, I'm looking blankly here thinking, he has? <laughs> um, it, it's a new toy as a blogger uh, for hiking and I just haven't told her what it is yet, but um, it's it's the next on the list that I've been thinking about for a couple of years. So, yeah, it, it means I get what I want and and Jill will come up with some sort of present that she wants as well. See, I thought that uh, doing some hiking in Hawaii was going to be, you know, a great Christmas present. But yeah. That's your present. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So whatever you end up buying the hiking enthusiast, just remember it's not necessarily about how much you spend but the thought you put into it. So as I said, if you aren't sure, go for the gift voucher option or as we said, ask them directly what they want. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, going shopping with your your hiker friend and um, helping them choose the right thing um, can also add to the experience as well. Okay, so as mentioned earlier in the episode, if you go to the written version of this podcast, we've got a number of additional things we've recommended that are good options. You know, if you're a keen hiker as well, or you're both keen hikers, you've probably got a pretty good idea of what you want. But if you're a non-hiker looking for ideas, hopefully this will provide a bit of suggestion uh, about what the options are. Okay, that's all for this week's episode. We hope you've enjoyed. Bye for now. And bye from me.